This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling. David Arquette won the world title. I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. My anger on a pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. Now you're the editor, right? Yes, I am. Mankind did it! Chappy Chappy! Beep beep! Goldberg steered Russo out of the cage! I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Uh, we're not recording now. Whenever, whenever you're ready, Al. Whenever you're ready. We, right. yeah. I, I mean, it's not, it's not that you're not already 11 <laughs> minutes late. Go ahead, Al. What now? <laughs> you just sent me the, the link. You literally just sent me the link. We're not recording any of this, you wiping your eyes and all that. You just sent me the link. And I'm, I got a new ring thing to put my phone on, and I was trying to get it in there, and it kept shutting the phone off. So, we're not recording. Jeff, we're not recording. Any, edit, edit all this out uh, because it'll show how unprofessional Al is. So just cut it all out so I could protect him, okay? From yeah, yeah. All right, here we go, Al. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Ed. I am Vince Russo. This is the great Al Snow. Hey, Al, do you watch um? Do you watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I have. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. They just started, bro, a 16th season. Can you imagine, Al? That's that's a testament to how really talented that, that group are. Oh, my. 16. I don't think people realize. 16. I mean, you the, the, the successful show is usually done at 9. Yeah. Done at 9. It's over. 16. Yeah, shark at around, what, 7 or 8, I think. Yeah, long. yeah. But uh, that they, term came from Happy Days when Fonzie literally did the episode where he jumped a shark. Who? And somebody was, said it's always sunny in Philadelphia. No, 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 no. The jump the shark. Uh, oh God! Reference. Uh, yeah, you should know that. Do you uh, know who came up with the term ju- "jump the shark"? No. Do I, you I watch know, this? I know where it came from. It came from Happy Days. That I know you know where it came from, but somebody had to say we're gonna. How, this is how we're gonna use "jump the shark." You literally are in a mood today, aren't you? <laughs> Do you ever listen to the Howard Stern show? No, I don't. Okay, John, Jeff, don't, Jeff you never listened either to the that, Stern show. I did. I did when I was a, a teenager. I, I did, you know, for a while, and then I was like, this guy's not that entertaining. Like all he does is he spends most of the time putting himself over. That's true. Uh, Jeff, do you remember John Heim? No. John Heim. Hit no, him with no. the Heim. He, actually, he 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 used that term in the way that it's used. He was the first one to use "jump the shark." Jump the shark. Yeah. <laughs> you know when we jumped the shark with lions, tigers, bears, and head the first time you were on and you started hacking like a. That that's when we jumped the shark out. No, we haven't yet to jump the shark. Right. Well, we made today because because I see. Go ahead, out. Go ahead, out. What were you saying now? 
we may jump the shark today with this video. I'm not now. Now, did Al send in this video? Al, I got two from Al, but this one, no, this one, Disco took a lot of heat for criticizing. He stood up the marks for criticizing this one, so I wanted to show it to so Al. So this is going to be oh, new to Al's eyes. This one. Well, I don't know. Al may have seen it. I, I don't know. know. Yeah, right, here we go. Al. Hold, hold on, Jeff. Hold on. You know, one of the female veterans commented on this, bro. I think it was Lalani Kai. I think Lalani Kai actually commented on this one. Yeah. Yeah, but Disco said this uh, could be deadly, and uh, and yeah. all the and all the marks were like. You know, oh, you're just jealous because you're washed up and you can't do these and things. How dare you, you criticize do, yeah. AZM or whatever her name hey, is? Hey, Al, can you can you try to you know as a shoot here? Stop it for a second, Jeff. Can you try to lay out what what they're? I, I'm dead serious now. What yeah. are they trying to accomplish? Do you think? Honestly, I don't know. Here, and here's why I say I don't know because I have and I have I haven't seen. The entirety of this match, okay? I've always got to put that disclaimer out there that I haven't seen all of this match. But I can almost promise you that after a bump like that, uh, I'm sure they probably got in the ring, the girl that took the bump, then proceeded to recover and get offense on the other girl. So why... And that's a that's a good question. Why are they doing it? What are they hoping to achieve? Yeah, Jeff, play it through while while Alice talking because I want him to so, try to figure this out. Like, I don't know what are we trying to. I, I don't know what what the what the end game supposed to be there. And 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 that's a good question because and that's ultimately that's really where my problem coming with this kind of stuff comes in. Okay. Uh, the reason I have an issue with it is it's done for being done's sake. It's it's stunt wrestling is what it is, or stunt performing is what it is. Because again, and I'll, I've mentioned this numerous times. Oh, that's a good term. Hold on, I've never heard that before. We got to say we got to use that again because we need to start using this and credit out stunt wrestling. That's a, that's a great term, Al. That's what this is. And that's why I would call why I would call it stunt wrestling, okay? Where you're doing it to get a momentary reaction, not something that builds ultimately to the finish, but does gets a momentary reaction. And I gotta be honest, you know where a lot of this started? Where? And 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 granted, you know, uh but it did. I mean, it's the the birthplace of it was the Mick Foley Undertaker Hell in a Cell stuff. That that started the stunt wrestling. You know, Mick taking that, you know, ridiculous bump off the top of the cage. Now, every time there's a cage match in WWE, what happens? There's a bump off the top of the cage in some manner. You know, every time. And you know, uh, and granted, you know, <clears throat> that moment in time, that spot is what uh, wasn't the thing that got Mick over. What got Mick over is when they they literally came out, rolled him out on a stretcher, and then he came walking back to finish yeah. the match and climbed 
the cage back up. That's what really got him over, you know, but therefore it was kind of, you know, it was done, you know, for a purpose. It was done for a reason to be able to take that bump, get carted out, walk back on your own, climb the cage because you're just not going to quit. These type of situations, this is a good example of where a lot of performers will watch like Raw or SmackDown or like, you know, let's say they get inspiration from uh, Mick, you know, from that cage bump or, you know, or from this, from this particular video. Oh, that was, that was amazing. And what they do is they try to emulate the stunt wrestling <coughs> without putting it into the context of an actual match. Right. So, for instance, this situation, I almost guarantee without even watching the rest of this match, that once this happened and psychologically realized that the only consequence from anything that's done to each other in the ring is that ultimately you're going to use it to put the other person at a greater disadvantage and they possibly could lose. Well, you know, let's face it, this chick just took a face bump on the floor and hey i don't care if it's two men i don't care if it's two dogs i don't care if it's two donkeys doing this okay uh, it, it, regardless of whether it's two girls or not one it's incredibly dangerous They're, the risk factor versus the reward is completely out of whack two you're taking that risk and then you're not even attempting to get a reward from it like, for instance, the girl that did the move to the girl on the floor threw her dead body back in the ring and then won. Instead, that she's going to probably, and again, I haven't watched it, that she's probably, knowing nine times out of ten, throwing the dead body back in the ring, covering her, the girl's going to kick out, and then somewhere, somehow, even greater than Jesus, it took three days for Jesus to kick out uh, you know, from the dead, it's going to take this girl three seconds to kick out from well, me. Well, not not only that, not only that, Al. Again, you know, if this were real, <laughs> if this were real, seriously, what are the odds of either one of them getting back in the ring by ten? Uh, slim, slim. The girl that performed the move had a, a greater opportunity, but. She should lay there until seven and then crawl back in at eight or nine, break the count, roll back out, throw the dead body in, cover her, and win. But that's not what's going to happen. Yeah. And that's why I call this stunt wrestling. Well, would you also call this floor work? Would this be floor <laughs> work? Excellent floor work. Excellent. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like the hands in the pants. I mean, <laughs> You know I, I mean? just can't imagine. I can't imagine. Bro, listen, I, I'm going to be honest. And I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not kissing his ass because he was late to the show and everything like that today. Al Snow, bro, listen, I first worked with Al. I worked with Al in the Avatar, the Leaf Cassidy days. And, Jeff, I'm telling you, as a performer, <laughs> Al was really ahead of his time. He really, really, really was way ahead of his time. But I, I can't imagine a young Al Snow ever attempting anything like that. Bro, even at 21 years old, I can't imagine you ever attempting to do anything like this, Al. Oh, I'd have been dumb enough to do something like that, absolutely. 
Um, absolutely. I mean, I look back at some of the stupid shit I did. When you look at this, I- I'm surprised. The one thing that really stands out is, and this is like, this is why I'm saying to myself, guys, did you rehearse this? Did you walk through this? Did okay. you know who was going to land where? Because, bro, I don't know how she didn't. Jeff, play this back. I don't know how she doesn't snap this girl's arm. This girl's arm should have been snapped, bro. What, what, what's the way she, she, she has this girl's arm underneath her? Look, watch. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that girl, bro. I don't That's know how that girl didn't snap go, her arm, bro. She's trying to make it look like, cause she probably uses like a, you know, for one of a better term, like the crippler cross face for a finish. And it looks like she's trying to put that finish on in midair going mm. to the floor. That's, that's, you know, ultimately what it looks like she's doing. And then they, they do a double down, you know what I mean? Um, but again, it, it, you know, all of the risk and to get a momentary that'll soon, it'll be quickly forgotten. Uh, Cause I promise you, no matter how amazing this kind of stuff is at the end of the day, and I, I, I can prove it. I want you to like uh, uh, Jeff and Vince. Tell me, like the first thing that comes to your mind, right? As as uh, you were just a fan, when you were just a fan, I want you to tell me what was your favorite match, the first one that comes in your head, the one that you you were know what I'm gonna see. You, you're setting me up to yell at me again. You set no. me up to. Yell. I'm not. I'm not falling <clears throat> in the trap. <clears throat> just say it. Steamboat Savage. Okay, but that's not that's not the, the match that drew. No, the, I know no, all no, that. That's not the question. You okay, all right, because you're, you're always yelling at me, man. Jeff, when I was a kid, the match I watched the most was Hogan and Savage from WrestleMania Five. All right, tell me anything other than the finish. I couldn't uh, even tell you the finish. Correct. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't even for, tell you the for finish. me. I, I remember the drama I with spot or two. But really, all you remember is who won, and you remember how you felt. That's it. And and the reason I say that is is these people are taking are doing these stunt wrestling spots, thinking that they're going to be the most memorable moment. And and again, risk versus reward. They're taking an incredible amount of risk for a moment that's not going to give them the reward of a memorable situation that people 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now are going to go, you remember that time, those two Japanese girls, oh my God, and she, you know, took that bump on the floor. It was amazing. They're not going to remember it. All they're going to remember because ultimately at the end of the day, the only thing you're selling is just the finish. That's it. And really, out of the finish, all you're really selling is the emotional moment in that finish. You're not even selling the physical action of the finish. The finish itself is the emotion that you're creating with the audience in that moment. And that's the thing they're going to remember. Mm -hmm. They're not going to remember all the bumps. They're not going to remember all the spots. They're not going to remember if you grabbed a hold, you know, oh, well, he, you know, he did a rust hold and uh, 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 well, he stuck his hands in his pants. So that's great stuff. They're not going to remember any of that. They're going to remember who you were and how you made them feel. 
But you know who's gonna you know who's gonna remember it, bro. <laughs> As they shoot, think of what what Al says, bro. Al, Al's talking about fleeing moments, and I'm gonna go one step further, bro. They ain't gonna remember what they what these girls did. Uh, once the next match starts, because oh, they're, yeah. they're gonna see the same thing in the next match. But yeah. Al, he he here's the say here's the sad <laughs> thing. You know who's gonna remember? These girls are going to remember okay. when my shoulders never the same and my elbows never the same. And now I've got to get an operation. I got to get a hip replacement. And they're the ones that are going to. And, and then again, it's like, how do they not look themselves in the mirror and say, for what? Like, for, for what? Because for what is not, again, this isn't about the fans. This is about you going back to the back in the locker room and all of your your peers, all of your compatriots, all of your fellow wrestlers going, oh, my God, that was amazing. Oh, you did that. that I can, were you crazy? You know, that was great. That, what, a, what a spot. Because the only people that remember those spots are the people in the back. And you're not wrestling for the people out front. You ultimately are wrestling for those people in the back. That's why. Yeah, and it's right, a Jeff, that's o- that's only the first one, right? Yeah, oh. this yeah this second one was sent by DJ P Dog, and Al, I'm pretty sure you saw this one on Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of questions. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of questions. Wait, Jeff, play it again. Let it sink in. I have a lot of questions. Oh. Man. All right, I'll start. I'll start it back over. If you guys are on the audio, it looks like we got Ronald McDonald. <laughs> yeah, you guys gotta watch the tables video. and light bulbs here. Yeah, give a light bulb to Ronald McDonald. With fans right there, the glass going everywhere. Oh yeah, who cares? You know, <laughs> through insurance, <laughs> Seriously, here's Mike, and then Ronald McDonald. Oh my right. God! Wait, he came. This is after taking. Oh, we that gotta bump. have a weed eater too. I mean, you wait a minute. Have... This is after he took that bump. I didn't, he's, see, all he's not... I didn't see all this. Yeah, we get. Well, I mean, it's not complete if you don't have a weed eater. Uh, so yeah. I guess the light tubes are just the warm up act. And then Ronald McDonald hits a, hits an RKO, <laughs> and then is selling with his large clown shoes. A weed eater, the, the, the fluorescent bulbs. What else we got? Whipping him with light tubes. He's got uh, <laughs> cheap glass. <laughs> Getting more tubes out. <laughs> more tubes out of the box. They got a whole box of tubes. Oh, look at this out. We're setting the tube. That's creative. Ronald McDonald couldn't even break the light tube. Oh, super kick to Ronald McDonald. What 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 are we even watching here? Now what? Okay, now through the glass. Now through the glass. He's looking at the glass facing forward and oh my oh, god, bro. Oh my god. I I, I just it's not enough. Ron McDonald just got more off. There's way too much to it's too much. It's too much. Is he kicking out, Al? He's, He's kicking, kicking out. out. Oh. <laughs> hey, look. Now, we got two Al videos too. <laughs> hold, this on, one. hold on, hold on. I didn't okay. see all of that. You know, I didn't see all of Ron McDonald. Let me let me Jeff play while Al's talking. Play while no, no, Al's no, 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 no. you can play the Ronald McDonald video because I, I, I want. That's what I said. Yeah, play, we're gonna play yeah. Ronald McDonald while you're talking. Go ahead, Al. Okay, one. I, I don't blame the guy for kicking the shit out of Ronald McDonald. Okay, I hate McDonald's. They have a personal problem with me. Wow. Uh, with getting my order right anytime I go through a drive-through. <laughs> um, here's so much so that years ago when I was in Australia. I went to a McDonald's and I ordered, please note, 
uh, Vince, because you're you're going to be a problem. Uh, I ordered a quarter pounder with only cheese. Okay, a quarter pounder with only cheese. I stayed in the restaurant. I took my uh, tray to the table. When I opened it up, I had a bun that I had only cheese on it. <laughs> Not even a quarter pound of cheese. <laughs> Just two slices of cheese. I, went, I thought I was on a candid camera show. I started laughing. I went up to the desk, you know, counter. I was like, uh, dude. It's like you only gave me cheese. He goes, You wanted you said you only wanted cheese. I go, I wanted a quarter pounder with only cheese. You didn't even give me a quarter pound of Oh cheese. my god, he actually thought you wanted only cheese. So years later, right? Can't happen again. Won't happen again. Uh flying, you know, on a tour with Mick Foley, uh in a wrestling, you know, all over the entire country of Australia. We're going from one end to the other twice. Okay, even to Tasmania. We land and we're got like two hours away from the show in Brisbane, Australia. I'm talking to Mike Mondo on the plane and I'm telling him the story of when I got just to, I got the most expensive grilled cheese sandwich I've ever had. Mm-hmm. So I go, you know, they're laughing. They're like, oh, you know, he and uh, Kenny Dykstra are laughing. They're like, there's no way this could ever go. I go, I know. We stop at a roadside travel center. There's a McDonald's. Because that was all that was to eat in uh, Australia. So we stop there. I get 10 chicken nuggets and I get a quarter pounder with only cheese, right? And uh, waiting, I get in the van and it's on uh, social media. They, they, My wife filmed my reaction to this because um, uh, she was with me. Uh, we get in the van. Bubba Dudley is in the van, uh, Velvet. McIntyre, uh, Angelina Love, Velvet McIntyre. Oh, Velvet! I mean, Velvet, Velvet Sky. Velvet Sky. Okay. Uh, Velvet Sky. Uh, uh, Billy Gunn. Uh, they're all in the van, right? So I eat my nuggets happily, and uh, we're driving down the road. We have left the McDonald's, and I open the fucking box, and what do I have? Cheese on a bun. I have two pieces of cheese on a bun. Oh my god, that's amazing, bro! I lose it. I lose it. Yeah, because what? We have Skippy the kangaroo in the back making that's like, amazing. Twice that happened to you, and then everyone follows me because the only place we could eat because it was the only one that thing was open was McDonald's. Wherever we went, they all stood with me when I would order, and I would go. I'd like a quarter pounder with only cheese. <clears throat> And the every one of them would go, do you just want the cheese? I go, no, I want the meat. It's just cheese on it. And so I go on a rant on social media, and somebody on social media, this is how intelligent social media is, goes, well, Al, uh, to be fair, to be fair, you were in a foreign country, and maybe they didn't understand the language. I go, their language is English. <laughs> it was originally their language. They know how to speak it better than you. <laughs> oh, my God. Twice that happened. 
So screw Ronald McDonald and let him be thrown into a table of glass. You didn't know. You didn't. You didn't know. A return to the McDonald's and try to crawl in through the uh, through the uh, service window. Did you? No, you didn't. That you didn't. You didn't go that far. Okay. All right. We got more, Jeff. Is yeah. Is that good? Is today going to be the whole show? We got more. Yeah, we got two that were sent in by Al. This one's a classic. I don't know if you've seen it, Vince. I have seen this one before, and there is no intelligence to this move. No. Jeff, I got the same one here. It says add to screen. It's the clown one. Yeah, add it. Oh, wait. Okay. So, oh, so you, you, you spliced it. Okay, I got you. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Now, that's floor work. Is that floor work or that's court work. work? That's amazing floor work, yeah, right there. That's right. <laughs> That's a combination of post and floor work. That's what does he do? I don't understand. What, if, what, what are we doing here? I don't know. It's like he had a seizure in midair and just fell off. The- oh, my God. Look at, and look at the guy. Look at the guy. His opponent's now pulling himself up with the pole like, what the hell did you just do? <laughs> well, wait, go back. I don't understand. What is he trying to hit? I don't know because there's uh, his opponent right there. The floor, right there by the pole. You don't even see the guy by the pole at first because he's doing what he's doing. Look, the guy's on the ring apron hanging off the ring apron on the pole like a very cheap stripper. How did he take this on his ass? He's selling his ass. It looks like he he, he went down face first. He did. Look. Oh, Oh. he's selling the ass. Well, (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, that's that's unbelievable. That's now oh, that's court work. Court work. <laughs> that's that's good. Uh, that's good uh, basketball court work. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There's more, Jeff. Yeah, Al sent this one. And too. look at the immense crowd that was there to watch it. Now, uh, hold on, hold it, freeze it, Jeff. Al, <laughs> is this a is this a promotional uh, video for the only accredited school? Is that what this? Did you put this together? I did, yes, because I wanted to show what some of the top quality training you're going to receive. Wait, Jeff, don't 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 roll it yet. What 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 is this guy using? What has he got? Like about eighteen guy, bulbs in his hand. He's got apparently they cleared out Lowe's light, <laughs> and they they he's got like about you're right about eighteen light tubes all taped together in a big bundle is what he's got. I go ahead, Jeff. And throws them. Is that a, is that a female? At, yeah, of course. Because what you know, if you've noticed in a lot of these matches, who do you want to abuse the most? Uh, women. So you know, <laughs> apparently that's a new trend in wrestling: is let's abuse as many women as we can in the confines of a wrestling. I room. just, I, I don't. Hold, hold, let, 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 let's let, let's be let's let's talk honestly here. Well, I would like nothing more. I, I, I can't imagine, bro. You have exploded. Okay, you're you're taking this. Yes, you're going to have exploding glass in your face, and you're going to breathe in the shards of glass and the chemicals that are in the fluorescent light tubes. Again, now I was just gonna I was gonna answer the question for what, but you already answered that earlier in the show. There, there's no. I wish we could see the crowd because there's no way that this shower of glass. Oh no go way! Into the crowd, Jeff, are you, you know? kidding me? You yeah? Are you kidding me, man? Yeah. This and and here's okay, oh, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna just let me finish the thought. Go ahead, Al. It's all you. 
wrestling is a art form. It's the art form of physical storytelling within the context of a competitive situation. And as an art, they're all different interpretations of art. You know, just like movie making, you can have a romantic comedy, you can have dramas, you can have mysteries, you can have uh, action films, you can have horror films. And even in horror films, you can have suspense, you can have a uh, slasher, you can have very violent, bloody, you know, shock and awe. Um, the difference, though, in the art form of storytelling within movies and the art form of storytelling within wrestling is, is that, again, in movies, you're free to create whatever world you want because the audience understands and knows when they buy a ticket, they're going in to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. That They know intrinsically what's not real, and they're willing to accept it that for the period of time they're in a darkened room uh, sitting in a chair watching the film. They get absorbed into the world and the story that's being told. That's fine. Okay? The problem with wrestling is no ifs, ands, or buts. What you are, again, selling is the context of a competitive situation under the guise of a governing body, association of promoters, <laughs> who recognize a champion and certain standards or rules that apply to a fair and equitable combat competition. When you have these death matches and you have these, you know, uh, situations, one, it, it disrupts or ruins the illusion that we are all so desperately trying to sell of it, again, being within the context of a competitive situation. Because if it were in the context of a competitive situation, where in the world will we ever allow the use? I mean, I know we're going to get into that debate of, well, we're, we're, why would you use you know a scaffold match? Why would you do a ladder match? You know, And you can justify to a degree everything you can. But the problem is, is that the majority of the, the, the general audience, 99% of the general audience is going to be families. It's going to be, it's going to be a husband and wife bringing their kids. And you're wanting to try to market to the largest portion of that audience, which are the families that exist in this country or around the world. And you're going to have shows like this that one the adults are not going to be comfortable allowing their children to witness such violence. Okay. Two, you put it, the adults are not going to be comfortable allowing their children to be put at risk by having shrapnel flying out of the ring, you know? And, and I would say normally, like I would say, you know what you do, what you do, you, you know, it's your circus, your monkeys, you, you market to your audience and, you know, if that's the market you want to do. But the problem is, and we still suffer from that here, okay, in OVW, is that we had a promoter that was, you know, that literally created and re- revitalized the institution of the wrestling commission here in the state of Kentucky because of his actions, because of, you know, shows that where they did things like this. 
and using light tubes and etc. You know, and it, it created a very stringent, very strict wrestling commission here in the state of Kentucky that you know we have to still to this day operate underneath, um, all because of that these type of shows. Um, and and it has its positives, you know, but definitely has its negatives as well. Um, it's very restrictive. Uh, but across the river in Indiana, it's a different state. There is no commission. So this guy just pulled up his tent stakes and went across the river and started operations over there, literally right on the other side. Well, it's, it got so bad that one time, when, right after I first bought the company, awesome, right? They ran a, one of these types of shows was ran, and it was a, it was all these death matches, you know, thumbtacks. Uh, the, the main event was a panes of glass death match, okay? So uh, one of the competitors, young kid, um, 18, 19 years old, gets dumped through a pane of glass, suffers a severe laceration up his entire back. Well, hold on. Can, can you clarify, Al? This is not candy glass. This is actual real glass. Yeah, it's real glass. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, suffers a, like, I think it was a 20 or, uh, 20 or 25 inch laceration up his back, almost at the entire length of his spine to the point where his father took him to the hospital. So his father takes him to the hospital and, uh, you know, uh, they stitch him up and, you know, this happened. He goes, well, you know, wrestling match, blah, blah, blah. I think this was in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Okay. And, uh, you know, the, hey, did they, uh, did they take blood tests, these competitors and stuff? He goes, no, they didn't take any blood tests. He goes, they go, oh, great. So they contact the health department. They issue a health warning to anyone that attended this. Oh, my God. How should go get tested for HIV and hep A, B, and C, right? Oh, my God. The local news now picks this up. Oh, my God. It runs for a week and a half every single night. Holy crap. Stories locally. You know, that local wrestling promotion, you know, runs a show with blood and guts and now attending. Oh, my God. Tested for HEP and HIV. Well, that hurts. Of course. Everyone. Of course. Because the general populace do not differ. They go, oh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm running OVW. I'm not going to take my, my kids there. That's those HIV wrestlers, you know. It is so, that kind of behavior. Wow. Okay got so bad and I'm not just talking about that one's particular entrance incident when COVID was in its throes right and it was almost it was kind of winding down Indiana opened up first and I needed to produce television mm-hmm. so there's this arena in rain by two tough so he was kind enough to rent me his arena an exorbitant amount of money he knew he had me over a barrel but uh and Tony knows it um I go over, I rent the arena, I do TV every week, right? Why do I rent his arena for an exorbitant amount of money that he held me hostage for? Well, because I contacted other buildings all along the coast of the river right across from Louisville and 
some of the cities, the little townships over there had their city council or their whatever had passed laws. Shut it down. Yeah. Right. So here, and the reason I bring all this up is just a couple of weeks ago, we had an event planned across the river in downtown Jeffersonville, Indiana, and an attorney took the steps to legally bar us from running the event because we're associated with now. It's not deathmatch wrestling. It's wrestling. Yep. Yep. That we are running and operating a similar show as to what has gone on for years over there. (laughs) And when I say that, you know, look, you do whatever you want to do. You market to whoever you want to market. But the problem is with this kind of wrestling, yeah. stunt, it's all it is, stunt wrestling with these deathmatch shows and et cetera. And I know there's an audience for it. There's an audience for slasher films. There's an audience for extreme gore films. There's, you know, an audience for everything. But it's a, it's a very niche audience. But at the same time, as far as wrestling is concerned, it doesn't live in a bubble. And unlike the movies where, you know, uh, you know, people are going to go, oh, it's a, it's a horror film. I'm not going to take my kid to that. Well, it's wrestling. They don't know until they walk in the door. Yeah. Oh, crap. My kids are watching this and also might potentially get hit with shrapnel and debris out of the ring. You know what? I'm not going to any of this BS wrestling. I, the only thing I'm ever going to again is WWE because that's wrestling. Yeah. And they, they kill their own business. Is this guy still promoting? Uh, no, he's not. Oh, and, well, and that's he, he was he was for a long time. He was like a he was like a cockroach. He just yeah. This is the guy. Okay, true story. And I think I told this story on here. This is the guy. And I have a a, a wrestling commissioner back me up on the story that had a this conversation took place in the locker room, right? The two of them, uh, the two wrestlers are having a really serious feud. The one wrestler, wrestler A, is taking it to wrestler B. Wrestler B bumps out of the ring and takes a powder and heads to the back, heads to the locker room. He emerges out of the locker room with a weapon. What's the weapon? Is it a chair, Al? No. Is it a broomstick? No. Is it uh, a length of chain? No, it's not. What is it? It's a twenty-two caliber pistol. Is what he did. <laughs> and he proceeds to chase wrestler A all around the building with a 22 caliber, yes, I said a 22 caliber pistol. Well, Al, I'm sure it wasn't loaded. Ha, you're in for a surprise. He chased him out into the parking lot in a planned spot as the guy, Russell Ray, tried to get in his car. He tried to wing him and shot him in the leg as an angle for them to continue their feud. <sighs> okay. All right, all right. <laughs> Jeff, am I supposed to pull this up? Think of this. Two adult human beings sat in a wrestling locker room and went, I've got an idea that could really turn up the heat on this. What's that? What if I were to just graze you if I shot you at you with a gun and I just grazed your leg? Well, are you a master marksman? Well, no. I mean, I've never even really handled a gun, but and I'm not even going to practice. We're not going to walk through it. I'm just going to chase you around, you know, and hey, I could have possibly tripped and set the gun off and shot one of our, you know, fans, but who cares? This will really draw money. No, it won't. 
Mm. Unbelievable. You're endangering people's lives. Not to mention the other idiot that agreed to be shot. That remind I swear to God, they just uh <laughs> I was talking about uh I was talking about it's always sunny in Philadelphia and the new season is out and um, Danny DeVito's character always walks around with a gun. Right. Always, and Jeff, he'll take it out at any time. It doesn't matter. Right. He could be he could be a McDonald's. And then the last episode was by the time the episode was over, Al, he accidentally shot all four of them with the gun accidentally. So one by one, he was, that's what that reminds me. Right, what, what is this now? Uh, who, who, what is this? Uh, well, the new AEW video game is getting ripped for, for its poor, poor visuals. Well, they have Owen Hart in the, in the game. And I think it was Kaz from Hameen Media made this observation that is this Owen Hart or is this Disco Inferno? Because it does look just like Disco. <laughs> this game's getting ripped for for its visuals. I just oh, thought that's God. funny. It looks like it looks like Disco. Yeah, it's kind of look like Disco. Oh man! And Owen Hart would actually like portray himself as Disco just to rib Disco. Again. Yeah, he he actually would. The best Owen Hart story is when he and Jeff Jarrett were together. And they were in Jersey doing an appearance. And, you know, Vince always has them, you know, take a limo and, you know. And then, like, they arrive late at the garden that day. And Jeff comes in just, he's in tears laughing. And it's like, why are you so late? You know, what what happened? And he's like, oh, fucking Owen. And he goes, what are you, ta- well, I go, what are you talking about? Apparently, like, when the limo driver got him in the car and he went to pull off, Owen rolled the window down and he would start hitting the car door. As the car sped up, he'd hit it faster. So the guy thought there was something wrong with one of the back tires and would pull over and he'd go check the tires. And Owen's like, did you guys hear that? That is something wrong with the tire. I'm sorry. And Owen would be like, yeah, yeah. It sounds like it's like there's a bumping or something. And they'd pull off again and Owen would start doing it again. Oh, my God. Like three or four times had to pull over and keep checking the time. Al, my favorite Owen story, and I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you never heard this one. And this, this to me is like this, this is a, this is a 1 billion percent pro. So bro, the, the Survivor Series just went down. We hadn't seen Owen for a while. So, you know, you assumed Owen was off with Brett. You know, he Owen wasn't coming back, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, bro, we do this elaborate thing where Owen is going to attack Sean at the end of the pay-per-view. Nobody knows Owen is in the building. Nobody knows Owen is in the state. We're doing everything to hide Owen. So this is a huge surprise, right, Al? Right. So, so well, the and I just watched this the other day. The match prior to Owen, the fight breaks out in the back. So now, bro, these two guys are brawling in the back. They kick open the the door of the room where we're keeping Owen. Right. Okay, bro, bro. Owen looks dead in the camera and says. I'm not here and takes off, bro. And I, there, there is no one else in the world that would have pulled that off but freaking Owen. I'll never forget that as long as when, I live. He yeah. was, I'm he was, not here. He was the Blue Blazer, and you had program. You guys had programming with Steve Blackman. They would he would purposely oh. hide with Blackman and would intentionally get lost and then force Blackman to put the mask on. <laughs> Blackman hated 
hated wearing that mask. And he was, he was like, and Dylan would be like, look, you got to put the mask on. I can't have him see me in the car without. <laughs> and he would um, convince Steve to put the mask on every time. And Steve would Oh, my God. They'd be pulling into the building and Owen just be driving and Steve be sitting in the front seat with the mask on. Oh my God. All right. What what do we, what what do we got newsworthy for Al? Well, we've theorized on this show that Tony Khan is paying for a collision and Vince, you took a lot of heat this week for having that theory from the marks. Well, I found this quote from Tony Khan from a couple of weeks ago. And he said, yes, we're definitely being paid for collision and we're being paid very well. We got a new contract. I think it's fair to say. I don't know why you would say that either. You got we got a new contract. I think it's fair to say. It's more money, but it's the same length of time. It will be some added production costs. And now we're not producing dark and elevation, so there is some cost savings there. So they're getting paid, but they're also having to bear more of the expense. So it's kind of a wash. Yeah. You know? I mean, maybe they might be making a little bit of money. Al, 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 the last, I, I don't know if you know this or not. Hmm. This is, I, I don't, I don't, bro, there, there's no question in my mind that he's not paying for, that he's paying for the TV time. There's no question. Al, do you know what the last Rampage did? I don't know. 291,000. Really? I, I mean, come on, Al, you know television, you know exactly, you, you do 291 on a Friday night, so we're going to give you a show on a Saturday night. Like, are you insane, bro? That doesn't work that way. It 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 it, just, it doesn't make any sense, man. It doesn't. Two hundred ninety-one thousand, Al. No, you cannot. You cannot explain how you are going to reward someone with additional television time, which is your one commodity. Mm. Your one commodity that you make money off of is basically your renting airtime. You're you're leasing it out, and in, and and you in order to lease that out at prime rates, you need content that's going to draw uh, a significant audience on a national level. Listen, two hundred ninety one thousand people ain't nothing to see you know sneeze at. I mean, two hundred ninety one thousand viewers is significant, but not on a national level. You know, I remember. Uh, an impact when it fell just even dipped slightly below a million viewers, below a million viewers, which is significantly for those that don't understand math, significantly greater than 291,000, you know, think of want two, almost three compared to 10, 10 is a greater number. And, if it, it slightly dipped below a million, everybody was in a panic because there was a question as to the fate of the future of Impact Wrestling on the network because of the fact that it was not drawing significant enough numbers, you know. And the and you certainly, uh, you know, cannot even fathom or expect that. Oh well, you know the. Network is going to go, hey, good job. You, you went from a million viewers or a little over a million viewers down to less than 300,000. And to reward you, we're going to give you even another hour to produce because, you know, you're not drawing with one. 
So we just expect you're going to do even better with two. Yeah. yeah. That just, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. What yeah. else, Jeff? Yeah. Look, I want to get in as much as we can for out. I'm just going to read this. This is hey, bizarre. I felt so. I don't know why you pick up your ass. So. This is bizarre. I'm just going to read this from the article. According to PW Insider, the United States District Court has dismissed former TNA and WWE developmental wrestler Trinisha Rockacon Biggers' lawsuit against Dwayne The Rock Johnson, as well as a plethora of others, for alleged kidnapping. Biggers' lawsuit alleges that a group of nearly 1,000 people conspired to kidnap her children when her children were taken from her after the arrest. Among the other defendants in the now dismissed case are the FBI, the New Mexico Police Department, the New York Police Department, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, The Miz, Maurice, Heath Slater, Nikki Bella, Billy Corgan, Bank of America, Home Depot, Michael <laughs> Michael Jordan. How do you and- think Home Depot gets their workers? <laughs> they get their children and raise them there and give them a best. And, uh, and Chris Benoit, who was dead for 12 years. How <laughs> how does this even make it to court? Do we even know what the story, is? Jeff? Do we even know what her? We need to find out what the story is. What what we? I need to understand what her claim was. Is that they were all part of a grand. This is all it says. They were part of a grand conspiracy to separate her from her children. Home Depot, know. Home Depot, Michael Jordan, The Rock, Chris Benoit, Billy yeah, Corgan, no. Bank of America. Look, if I'm going to lose my kids, the place I take them is Home Depot. It's big enough. I can walk off. <laughs> oh, my God. That is – that is well, she was, she was bizarre, man. Uh, that, I'll, that was, I'll never forget the time, Alex. It, it started – Satan in the Sunday hat. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget the time it, it it broke out, you know, backstage that she, that <laughs> she was dating Kurt. Oh, I know. And like it was like what? Like of of all two freaking people, what? That was that was bizarre, bro. I, I this minute I saw that I was like, yeah, Kurt. That, that was crazy, man. Don't I don't know. understand how a lawyer would even take that. Yeah, I don't. That's why I was going to ask you: Was she her own attorney? Because I cannot. You know who should be in the most trouble is whatever attorney took that and actually presented that as a case, because clearly he just was taking that woman's money. I mean, seriously, he uh, that man. I mean, look. Let's face it, and I don't care what you know. Say what you want. All right, get upset. Attorneys have no actual real moral compass. They don't because the law has no moral compass. The law has nothing to do with right or wrong. It has to do with the law. That's it. And being an attorney comes down to not right or wrong, but you presenting the best argument. Because once you present the best argument and you get a decision in your favor, that creates a precedent which allows additional arguments to be now made off of that precedent. Yeah. So right and wrong have nothing to do with it, with the law. Hey, Al, I I, want to pick your brain on this, Jeff. And, Jeff, you probably don't have this. And I want to talk about this because nobody's talking about this. And to me, this is very, 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 very significant. Because, you know, Al brought up, you know, the fact of, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's under the guise of, wrestling it's it's all under the bubble of wrestling the incidents in 
you know, uh, uh, Indiana and everything that Al talked about. Right. Something very interesting, Al, happened, and it completely got swept under the rug. And I was like, bro, I think that's pretty significant. All right, bro, listen, we know we know uh, AEW is on Turner and TBS, and we know WWE, you know, they got contracts with Fox and USA Network. We, we know all this, so there are contracts involved. Al, I don't know if you even know this story or not. Bro, you know Rock Show, the Young Rock? Yeah. Canceled. Yeah. After three seasons, and I'm like, bro, that's pretty significant when it comes to wrestling. That was a show based on wrestling from perhaps the biggest star in the history of the business. You can argue Rock was the biggest star. And for a network like NBC to cancel that – Bro, to cancel it, it means nobody was watching it. Holy crap, Al. If, yeah. a, if a casual fan yeah. is not watching that show, well, what's your take on that, Al? It means that third season really tanked, that it did not draw significant numbers, which, you know, harkens back to our conversation about Rampage. And, you know, here you go. We're going to reward you with an extra hour. It, I was shocked by that. I'm like, my rock. Rock is behind this, bro. Like, seriously? Yeah. Well, okay. So season two averaged 2.2 million, and season three dropped to 1.4 million. And 1.4 million, and they're done. And TBS is giving these guys a show off of 291,000 now. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, you know. Jeff, does it say what it did the first season? No, it's ridiculous. I don't know why that's not on here. I'm going to try to, try to, so 2.2 went to 1.4, Jeff? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to try to see because uh, that article did not have season one. I mean, that's that's a mainstream show, Al. That's a show that casual wrestling, because all the old timers were portrayed in that. I mean, you would think that that was a show that people would cling cling to. Season one, three point zero million. Wow! So three point zero two. So it dropped to half. Wow! Yeah, that's a pretty significant drop. That is. That is. Yeah. I guess we got anything else current for our any last thing, Jeff? Did you guys hear the news story that um, the uh, TV rights for WWE have expired? Yeah, actually, the last thing I got. Okay, great. Yeah, read, read it then, Jeff. Go ahead, read it. Yeah, this is from the New York Post, so this isn't a, a dirt cheat thing. This is an actual newspaper. Oh, actual you know. news. Yeah, yeah. Actual reporting as opposed yeah. to rumor mongering. Yeah. 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 So they say that the negotiation negotiating window that's exclusive has expired for WWE, so now they can talk to other people that are interested besides Fox and Comcast. And New York Post said that one of the companies that's interested is Disney – and that Disney would reportedly want to put them on FX because that would ensure that they would never get preempted by World Series or any any sports, NBA, anything. They, they would never get preempted. So this report also suggests that there's close relationships between Endeavor, who bought WWE, and Disney that could help facilitate a deal between Disney and WWE. But they do say it remains likely that Fox and Comcast are still the favorites to keep the keep the rights. Hmm. It, it will be interesting because um, if they, you know, 
And I don't know what access FX has as far as cable systems and broadcast and streaming. You know, I, I'm not really sure, but I don't know if, if you know, FX has nearly the same access as, per se, like Fox. You oh, know? God, not, not even. But close. I believe it's got more than USA. Does it? Now, yeah. Now, these numbers are not current. They're five years old. But five yeah. years ago, FX was in 89 million homes. Yeah. Which uh, says it was, uh, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, 89 million, and I'm sure that will be the same year for USA, uh, 90 million. So it's about the same yeah. as yeah. USA. But yeah, Fox would be, you know, obviously more. Read more because it's a broadcast uh, network, you know. Um, you know, that, uh, you know and, uh, but yeah, if it's on FX, I mean, that would be an interesting move. It really would. And does do both properties then go to FX, SmackDown uh, and Raw, or is it just SmackDown? That, yeah, they, it didn't that, specify. It, it just said Raw or SmackDown. So I'm assuming they <laughs> would would go for one or both if they could. So Jeff, the rights are up just for Fox or just for USA or both? Both. Man, like, so now I'll let, let's talk business again. Yeah. From where I'm sitting out, I would assume. Yeah. I would just assume, tell me if I'm wrong, if Fox and USA really wanted the property and they, they have first dibs, they bro, they're going to make an offer that nobody else can get into the game. I mean, wh- am I right or wrong? I agree, yeah. That's what but I would maybe, think, bro. Maybe they did. Maybe they made an offer and, and you know, WWE turned it down yeah. and, and drug out. Uh, things to where it expired so that they could have the opportunity to, you know, woo other potential, you know, offers. So, I mean, I don't blame them, especially with way, you know, with just the, the sale of the company and the prominence and the exposure that, that, you know, was a major news event, not just in the wrestling world. I mean, yeah. In the business and the media world, it was a, was a major news event. So I don't, I wouldn't blame WWE for, you know, uh, stretching USA or uh, Fox and then trying to use the, 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 uh, um, exposure that they got from the recent sale to parlay into getting an even better deal from some other, yeah. somebody else or throwing out the potential opportunity that someone else could get, grab it. And then Fox and USA offering even more to now keep it, you know. And And now for the record, uh, I just want to say this, Al. Uh, OVW is in more homes than FX and the USA Network. Let me give you a round of applause for that. Truly. Truly. A hundred million homes, right? Yeah. There's an interesting little nugget also in this report that they they list. I uh, I want to digress for a second. Doesn't matter how many homes we're in, we could literally be in all hundred <laughs> homes and set them on fire, and no one in the rest no of one talk about it. No one, no one, no. One. So go ahead, Jeff, because I tonight again on TV, I'm going to football punt a live baby out into the audience. No one. No, will I'm not interested in that. I, 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 now, if you hit, uh, uh, if you hit a young baby with a fluorescent light bulb, oh, I'm going to get a five star match. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. Yeah, well, so they, they hands in its pants. Great, <laughs> great stuff. Yeah, they mentioned that one of the contenders is Warner Brothers Discovery. Oh, really? 
Yeah, then they mentioned that they do not have an exclusive. They can only air AEW deal. So they, they're a long shot according to this, but it's interesting yeah. that they're in the conversation because yeah. you figure if they got WWE, WWE's not going to go there if they keep AEW. AEW would have to go. They would, yeah. Hey, Al, so two days from today, from the time we're recording this, we got the uh, we got the CM Punk and uh, Collision, uh, Al, two days from today. God, I, I'm sure that. Uh, I've, you know, I've seen so much. No, I haven't. Um, did you guys um, not get that awesome t-shirt that they're selling for the, uh, for the big six man main event? No, get out of here. I saw it. I I have it. Let let me show you. Yeah. It's great. I mean, it's, it's gotta be the, the most creative t-shirt, you know, I've ever seen. Uh, No, (laughs) no, let me, uh, you know, you did. (laughs) Mark. (laughs) <laughs> all right pop this up vince because i got it in the same video as this look at that that's what they sold cmftr that that would be like us making a shirt for this show and it being vince snow like this makes no sense <laughs> wait, wait why did vince come first <laughs> yeah. al russo listen jeff you laugh Bro, you know every Mark bought this shirt. There was people replying to the post. Got mine. Showing yeah, got receipts. mine. Got and it's a direct <laughs> ripoff of Bret Hart. Look at yeah, that. It it's exactly yeah, the same. CMFTR. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so stupid. Oh, my God. It makes no sense. <sighs> who, would right, buy, who would buy a T-shirt for a main event of one show, a six-man Come on, like, bro. <laughs> you, you, know, you know who's going to buy that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Vince loves to refer to him the neckbeards. That's yes, the neckbeards. All right, Al, talk to me about this big, uh, this big um, OVW show coming up, man. What's going on? Well, uh, we have live TV every Thursday night on Fight TV across the nation, around the world. It's uh, live here locally in Louisville as well for two hours from seven p.m. Eastern to nine p.m. Eastern, and uh, outside of WWE and AEW. I think, quite honestly, we're the only ones that produce actual live television on a weekly basis. Um, it's, if you have more interest in OVW, go to ovwrestling.com. Uh, you can see, go to our YouTube channel. You can watch clips. Uh, you're probably not going to see any light tubes being used or <laughs> uh, any uh, fast food chain mascots being thrown out of the ring onto a table full of glass. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you'll see some actual storytelling and characters in wrestling. Crazy, I know, but um, you can do it. You can also, if you want to be a wrestler, because God, who doesn't want to be a wrestler? I mean, face it, any of you that are out there right now and you're dealing with emotional issues, you're broken in some fashion, from <laughs> the place you want to get into yes. is really therapeutic for your life is professional <laughs> wrestling. Because it's really going to set you straight. It's great. Uh, you can go to OV Wrestle, OVWacademy.com. There you'll be able to learn such wonderful ta- tricks as rope work, uh, mat work, floor work, <laughs> top ring post work, things like that. What about court work? Court work? Court work, yes, because you're eventually <laughs> going to go to court when you keep you – know, we're going to teach you also light bulb work and glass work and table work so that you can, you know, have shrapnel explode into an audience and at some point potentially 
lose all of your life savings, that uh, little that you have from the wonderful sport of wrestling, um, all in your attempts to just wow each other in the back. Good for you. And of course, understand you're entitled to get paid for doing this. You know, yes. once you become a wrestler, you show up on a show. The deal is the promoter basically hired you and you're there performing a service. You're not there to draw an audience. No. You're there just to perform a task. Kind of like McDonald's when you make my cheeseburger. With- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you would have ordered a quarter pound or just ketchup, would you have just gotten ketchup on a bun? I mean, it's the same logic, you know? Right, but as long as, here's the thing, okay? As long as I got a quarter pound of ketchup, it makes sense to me. <laughs> if I got a quarter pound of cheese, Jeff, I'd have been okay. I'd be like, you, know what? you got me. Uh, I get it. You gave me two slices of cheese. You gave me a quarter pound of nothing. The blood uh, itself didn't weigh a quarter pound. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when I go, I'd like a quarter pounder with just cheese. If you give me a quarter pound of something with just cheese on it, I get it. I mean, I understand. You, you know, my bad. I didn't say a quarter pound of meat. No. Give me a quarter pound of ketchup. I'm begging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and they make, just so you understand, in Australia, they make like $25 an hour starting working at, at McDonald's. Okay. I, that's why I wonder if Skippy the kangaroo is in the back making <laughs> I know. What about the uh, what about the uh, the book? You know that in Australia, kangaroos, the amount of kangaroos that die on the highways is insane, and it should come as no surprise. I mean, how can they reach the wheel with their short little hands? <laughs> Al, uh, what about the book? The stand up, Al. What about the stand up? The book. You know, somebody was telling me from Australia. Can you imagine this? And I didn't believe them. Like that in in Australia, like when you go golfing. Yeah. Like this kangaroos hopping all over yeah. the golf course, bro. You might have to fight them. You know, they they, <laughs> they, they grow up. Like they'll, like, you know, when they threaten you, like yeah. they grow up and they try to show like they're more muscular and they'll jack you up. Yeah. yeah. I, I, what about, do we have dates yet? I'm waiting on new dates. Not yet. No new dates yet for the comedy tour. We're waiting. I have a comedy special that'll be coming out on a streaming service. I'll make that announcement here very soon. Oh, really? Oh, that's a, a done deal? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's freaking awesome, Al. Really? Yep. Yep. So you'll actually get to watch my stand up. Oh, dude, Jeff, that that's listen, that's gonna be a special here on <laughs> Russo's brand. It was filmed at Zany's Comedy Club, the original Zany's Comedy Club in Chicago. So we are going to critique oh, that please. show right here on this you, channel. You, we'll probably get a copy, no, right? No, you can't critique nothing. Okay, because you have no sense of humor. Jeff, Jeff has a sense of humor. I will, I will take Jeff's critique, not yours. Right. You're just bitter. That's right, what about the uh, what about the cowboy movie? Has that wrapped? No, I have to go back uh, and do some pick, uh, additional pickup shots for the cowboy movie, and I'll let you know when a release date is on that. It's called Unnatural. Um, and then, uh, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at the real Al Snow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, I haven't put up any videos on TikTok because I had to, uh, make a new account. So I gotta, gotta do that, um, where I'm going to discuss the intricacies of things like rope work, mat work, uh, <laughs> apron work, floor work, you know, stunt work, things like that. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, OVW right now, I mean, there, uh, there's a major, um, motion picture that's being filmed and, and yeah. we're playing a big role with queen of the ring, which is the Mildred Burke story. So yeah. that's been filmed here in Louisville, Kentucky. And, uh, uh, a lot of the uh, actors and actresses and stuff have been training um, at OVW. I've been helping them with that. So, uh, again, we've been teaching them how to stand on the top of a ring post and throw yourself hither-tither hither, to the floor. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should have done when the actors and actresses walk in as a rib. The first thing you do is pull out a box of light tubes and weed eaters. And- <laughs> <laughs> Start hitting each other, yeah. Yeah. Hey. Look what you get to do, bitches. Here we go. Uh, all right. Now, what about there's a new comic? Uh, yes. Uh, new comics are out. BrokenIconComics.com. Coming out very soon will be the team up with Tommy Dreamer. Set back in the Prohibition area. This is a very dark and violent story. And then uh, a kind of a modern, almost Street Fighter-ish, uh, kind of a combination of John Wick and the Assassin's. Uh, story with Scotty Tuhati. Uh, that one's actually pretty cool. There's not hardly any dialogue, just all action. And wow. uh, the end of it's pretty awesome. Um, and then the uh, third issue of the Ballad of Al Snow and Head will be out very soon. Uh, the second one will be out uh, uh, here almost in the next couple weeks, I think. Um, and that's where I'm a secret agent infiltrating the enemy to the north, Canada. Um, and I end up punching a little old lady in the face in that Very story. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's always fun to punch the elderly. What uh, about the book? What about the book? And the book, uh, you can go to Amazon.com. It's self-help, uh, life lessons from the bizarre career, professional wrestling career of El Snow. Um, and uh, lots of funny stories, all uh, completely honest and true. Um, and uh, just, you know, kind of ridiculous. All right. I don't All right, really bury anybody in the book. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't have no, any. No, no. All right, listen, Al. That's kind of boring. Thank you for your wisdom. Say goodbye, Al. Uh, goodbye. All right, the great Al Snow, everybody. All right, Jeff. What's going on in your world? Check out our Patreon, guys. Patreon.com slash Russo TWC. We'll have a new episode of Look Ma up by the time this comes out, where we look at this bizarre Tony Khan interview. I say oh that in quotations God, because I mean it oh was just God. a this promotional. This freak, I, I, bro, listen, I'll be honest with you. I, I put, I, you guys can watch this interview. I put the heat on the interviewer. I mean, I put the heat on this guy. I don't, because if I'm Tony and you're going to give me 30, 45 minutes, whatever it is to just promote AEW, I'm going to take that. But if I'm the interviewer, oh my God, you got, you guys got to watch this. What else, Jeff? So that's up there on our Patreon. Of course, we got Master Shoot Theater. We got the AEW Review with Justin Credible. We got Disco. We got EC3, Vic Venom. We got bonus shows. There's always stuff I forget, so check that out. There's a bunch of different tiers. You can pick one that you think is right for you. Patreon.com slash RussoTD. And remember, man, the first tier, guys, started, starts at 75 cents a week. That is $3 a month. That's where the first tier starts. Check it out. Patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. That is it, everybody. For me and Jeff, we'll see you next time.